Want to teach your kids financial literacy, but not sure where to start? Greenlight can help. With Greenlight, parents can keep an eye on kids' spending and saving, while kids and teens use a card of their own to build money confidence. As a parent, you can send instant money transfers, set up chores, automate allowance, and more. It's a convenient way to run your household, customized to your family's needs, and the easy way to raise financially smart kids. Get started with Greenlight today and get your first month free at greenlight.com slash ACAST. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. You know, when an official report comes out and when you read through it and read about it, you think, yeah, people have been telling us this for years anecdotally, but now there it is in black and white. I'm talking about the prisons and a report by prison chaplains, a whole group of them that do chaplaincy work in the prisons. And, and they have been reporting that our prisons are full of people who shouldn't be in there for any number of reasons and are not well. They're not mentally well. And, and really, they should be anywhere else only in a prison. And the conditions in which they are in the prison is not conducive to their getting well. Mick Clifford's been writing about this in The Examiner. Mick, that, that chaplain's report, it, it makes for grim reading. A lot of people in our prisons, yes, they've committed crimes, but they, they're, they're not getting any better while they're in the prison. Morning. Morning, PJ. Yeah, that, that, that's very true indeed. I suppose, to put a small bit of context on it, the chaplain's reports are what you might call the closest we'd get to an independent view on the ground mm. as to what's going on inside in prisons because they're there to advocate exclusively for prisoners and staff and they're not there, they're not part of the system as such. So what they're telling, and they've no agenda quite obviously, their only agenda is pastoral care in the broadest sense. They've no agenda at all. So that's why these reports, I think, are pretty important because they're giving you a very neutral, uh, judgment-free and outside-the-system kind of view. And as you said, they, they make a number of points in relation to it. One here, for example, from the Midlands prison. I mean, this one here is, is talking about our prison continues to hold residents here who should be cared for in appropriate mental health care facilities. This point in relation to prisons was highlighted by Director General of the IPS. That actually happened again last week. Um, and, and, and it goes on to say that, that, that um, the director of the Central Mental Hospital said that uh, in terms of waiting lists that people are being kept in prison because there are no beds available to them in the Central Mental Hospital. Mm -hmm. Now think about that. What we're effectively saying is because people can't be cared for in a mental health setting, they're put in prison instead. And the, the thing that arises also here is that it would seem that it's relatively obvious that in most of these cases, the primary driver in these people coming into conflict with the criminal justice system and ending, ending up in prison mm. is their mental health difficulties. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the Cork report, which you, which you quote, uh, 
in the examiner says that a prisoner is being housed in an environment where an illness is just likely to get worse. Yeah, and that sums it up really. You know, I mean, uh, it, it just there's there's they're not equipped like prison officers. They're not trained. They're not equipped. It's a bit like putting me in, out there as a guard. I'm not trained for it. Prison officers are not equipped to deal with it. They don't have the facilities to deal with it, and yet they're expected to deal with it. And very often, you have scenarios. The other thing it leads to, unfortunately, and I covered a very tragic case a few years ago in relation to this in Limerick Prison, where a young man, very obviously mentally ill. Um, he was inside only a matter of days. He was nearly 30. He'd never been in prison before and, and he ended up taking his own life. He was in such isolated circumstances yes. and he was a prime example of somebody who should have been in a psychiatric facility. Mm. But it's not happening. Like, for instance, there's very much a class issue here too, PJ. If, if you or me run into mental health difficulties, we'd, we, we could be fortunate enough to access healthcare. But if you're talking about people who might come from a very disadvantaged background, that access isn't there. Their illness, in some instances, may not be, um, people may not be alerted to it or whatever, and they could end up being get easily led, get involved in crime, and mm. that's how some of them just basically end up in prison. And we've, 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 we've talked, um, make to both of the, the two Norries, regularly on the show, talked recently to Willa White, another, he's a standout comedian and actor, uh, former prisoner. He, and he has a brilliant, I saw, yeah. I saw his, 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 his drama is absolutely Magnificent, fantastic. isn't it? Yeah, but yeah. His, yeah. his own story is a, an indicator of exactly what's in this report. Very much so, and, and and that's it, and and you'll find it. Like fortunately, like so, Will on them are are people who've been through it and who are both articulated, articulate and interested in reform. And and the more people like that, the better, because that is to use that term we use often now, real life experience yeah. and and lived experience. And uh, the problem goes back to an awful lot of problems to do with the prison service, PJ, and that is the political will is not there to change it. Yes, there is what you might call residual compassion, as there would be in any scenario for people who find themselves in that situation. But beyond that, the kind of things that drive political will, the the, the, the constant going after it, the application of resources, all of that is not there. And the reason it's not there is because the body politic perceives, probably correctly, that the general public are not that interested in the issue. Mm. And it certainly won't be anything that will be involved in winning votes. And to my mind, therefore, the body politic's main interest in regard to prison is to avoid any kind of controversy that might bring bad headlines. And if that is your prime motivator, mm. then these very deep-seated and, and worrying issues are not going to get addressed. Your, your article in the Examiner makes the suggestion uh, that there are people within or yeah, within the prison service who would prefer, for example, that this chaplain's report didn't see the light of day? Well, I mean, there's some evidence there to the extent that this was published. These, these from, from the 12 state prisons were, as I said, they're the one independent voice. They were published last Friday evening. Friday evening, bank holiday weekend, PJ, who, who throws out stuff <laughs> at, at, at that time? And more to the point, they're published, what is it, Mark, 14 months 
after they were submitted, 14 months after they were submitted. These were 2021 reports. So, you know, when you have that kind of thing, uh, you, you would have to raise questions in that respect. And one, there's a chaplain in the Doka Centre who left and she wrote to the DG of the prison service outlining her concerns for the way prisoners were being treated. And again, with, with, with women prisoners, you, you have a whole different set of circumstances as to how they actually end up in crime and that kind of thing. But these are independent reports and, and the, the one thing the system does not like is somebody being in a position to give the unvarnished truth mm. without having to uh, do anything to anybody. And that's why I would suggest that um, the, the, the less of this stuff coming out, so to speak, the better as far as some in, uh, in authority would see it. Yeah, yeah. One one report w- was of a woman called Mary who was in jail in Dorcas for theft of less than a thousand euro. She had a, a special needs and she ended up happier in there than she'd ever been on the outside. But how was she going to go back outside when her time was done was a question being asked by the chaplains. Exactly. And in that instance, I know it's a tiny detail, but it's really indicative. That woman, as as, if she, as reported in the report, did not have one visitor while she was in there. Yeah. So quite obviously, she is somebody who's in a very vulnerable situation. And then, as you say, she goes back out into the general population. She's back into chaos of one sort or another after her term inside having done nothing to address the, the, the primary issues that, that, that affected her. Mm. Lastly, Mick, we see prison as a place of retribution for your crime. You commit a crime, you go to prison. You're going to spend time there. It's a punishment. It's society's way of punishing you. But you should have an opportunity to come out the other side a better person. In this report, we're seeing people are going in there sick and coming out sicker. And that's just one of the problems. Absolutely. And the other thing, PJ, is people have the impression that holiday is some kind of a a holiday camp of some sort or another. I mean, the whole psychological and physical impact of merely being deprived of your liberty and subjected to a a regimented regime inside the prison is uh, people totally underestimate. I don't think it lasts a week. What that is in terms of. I don't think it lasts a week. I don't either. They totally underestimate the impact that has on the person and what it is with respect to punishing people. And the other element, as as you pointed out, uh, you know, this is supposed to be done with a view that people will come out better placed to integrate back into society and contribute to society. And we see from uh, in terms of proportional recidivism and everything else that is not being done. It's not not happening. Mick, thank you. Mick Clifford, Special Correspondent of the Irish Examiner. The state of the prison system. 0818 96 96 96. And that report from the chaplains, which certain people in the prison service would not like published, but published it is. Corks 96 FM.